I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Athletic Hockey Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Friday Athletic Hockey Show. It's Haley Salvian and Sean Gentilly here with you. We are 11 days into the Stanley Cup playoffs. 11 days in, 40-plus games now. Sean, how are we feeling? Very muted entrance from you today. I feel like you're like, you're, you're like a four there. You're, you're very, I'm not going to say low energy. Like this is this is chill. This is like morning show. This is like morning show radio versus drive time radio. Trying <laughs> to like ease people into their days. Yeah. Well, we're recording this in, on Friday morning. And, and that it, so that it's not a traditional it, Friday it show. Morning. Yeah, it's a Friday morning. We're not recording this on Thursday night, so it's not Friday. So maybe I'm a little bit sad about that. It's understandable, but it just makes more sense for us to record on Friday mornings right now because. Well, what were we going to talk about last yeah, night? Seriously. Will the Leafs win? Well, spoiler alert, they didn't. We can we can save that for well, 5 minutes from now. For 5 minutes from now. I don't think I realized there were four elimination games today until this morning. It just didn't dawn on me. Like I knew I knew that there were four series that were at 3-2. I had to write about them last night for tomorrow morning for the power rankings. But it was like Right before we started to record, I was like, oh, right. There's four games tonight. They're all elimination games. It, uh, Haley, use the term morning, uh, morning, use the term moving day whenever we yeah. were, whenever we were getting ready. And that's true. I don't think I, I don't think I quite realized that all that, that all this shit could go down tonight. We yeah, waited that long. We waited that long to have an elimination. We finally got one on Thursday night when Vegas booted the Winnipeg Jets, which we, we are certainly going to talk about here. But we waited that long, and now we might come. We might go to the weekend with like 
<laughs> what's what's left to decide? It's wild. Yep, it's all gonna happen fast and furious. I think I think most of us thought there was gonna be more gentleman sweeps at this point, uh, or just a sweep in general. Like Canes had a chance to put away the Islanders. Bruins had a chance to put away the Panthers. Um, the Seattle Kraken did not waste eight days against the Avs. They're actually up three to two in the series and have a chance <laughs> to boot the Colorado Avalanche at home in game six tonight. So that's another one of those games. So lots of teams who've, you know, hung around. Um, so yes, let's, we'll get into some of those in segment two. Right. Uh, but first let's talk about the first team eliminated and that's the Winnipeg Jets. Again, as we mentioned, the Maple Leafs had a chance to be the first team to punch their ticket to round two on Thursday night, uh, but they lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning four to two. It's more of a one goal loss. The The fourth goal is an empty net or Austin mm-hmm. Matthews gets them within one with three minutes left, but no miraculous comeback this time. Um, so the Leafs are what? Oh, and 10. In elimination games since in the last like ten, <laughs> that they sounds right. Yeah, zero and ten. How about that? The streak, the streak continues. Um, mm-hmm. It's not great. I think it just for who? What's not great for who? For Leafs fans and for the mm-hmm. Leafs, it's um it's great for yeah. Me. They're zero and ten in closeout games since twenty eighteen, and I think it's really funny. I mean, this is this is the nature of the beast when when you're doing playoff reporting, but every single column that yeah. I saw after the the 5-4 overtime win was, this team is different. Mm-hmm. And now it's, oh, well, they still have a lot to prove, actually, because they <laughs> still can't win an elimination game. And it's just like, that's what you got to do in the playoffs. Like, you got to just hop on the daily story. But the, the shift was just like, Andre Vasilevsky, human being. And then it's like, oh no, Andre Vasilevsky is elimination gave Andre Vasilevsky. So I don't think anybody thought that the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to go down lightly. Um, but well, we'll a, see. It, they, a, Leafs have two more chances. I feel like there's Leafs fans out there though who were like, if they don't win Game Five, like just, just I'm I'm not watching the next two. <laughs> it's like they got to do it now because I can't handle what's going to happen Game Six and potentially Game Seven. Knock on wood. It's tough, I mean, tough time for Leafs fans in your life. Yeah. They'll, they'll I'm not one of them. I just they'll wanted be, to make that. They'll point. be fine. Dom Lestition will be fine. I think, you know, you you brought up how badly some of, some of these takes age, and that's just, that's a that's the cost of doing business, right? That's just, that's just the way it goes um, when you have to make grand sweeping yeah. predictions or have huge takeaways based on one on one game basically yeah. cuz that cuz that cuz that's all it is. We play these games, we write our columns, we make our points on podcasts or the radio or whatever it is and then the clock resets and it's like we yeah. have to forget everything else. And that's just that's a tough way to it's a tough way to do business. And it's a tough way and it's particularly difficult to apply it to hockey because individual games are just acts of chaos it's that you don't you it's tough to draw like long-term sweeping conclusions based on what we see over 60 minutes of hockey right and and on some level it's not fair but also it's what we have to do because these games chaotic and random as they might be are also extremely consequential Mm -hmm. and you want to find patterns and you want to be able to you want to make what we see in these games predictive 
and yeah. be able to say like, is Andre Vasilevsky human? Have they figured him out? Yeah. What based on what? Two games, two games worth worth of worth of work, and that's tough. And that's and it's a situation where people, me, you, anybody, are you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take some else. That's just the way yep. it goes. You're gonna totally. you're gonna be wrong about stuff, or you're or there's gonna be things that it seems like you're wrong about, and then are proven right over the course of like a long series, right? Like it's yeah. it's, it's a tough it's a tough economy, honestly. The the playoff post game take economy because you want to find something that's meaningful and you want to find something that's you know trenchant and and kind of sticky but it's really tough to do after after single games and that is how you end up getting like should we stick a fork in Andre Vasilevsky or whatever yeah. and of course of course of course look me me and Dom for the powering we went through um we went through each we went through each team and tried to figure out you know one player per that needs to be better and who is at the sure. top of of Tampa Bay's list going into I mean last it, night? it is Vasilevsky cuz he led in 19 goals in four mm-hmm. games right and then he in sure and and it's a fair it's a fair you know claim to stake but then he comes out last night and he's their best player and he's and he's and he you know 23 or 25 stops some you know 10 bell chances he finished at 1.75 goal saved of expected on and on and on he was he was yeah. he was unbelievable and it just feels like everything that all those things that everybody bought everybody bought real estate on on <laughs> over the last few days it's like all right well uh maybe hold on that hold yeah. the phone yep that's the that's the business in the playoffs um so yeah, Leafs Leafs missed their chance to be the first team to punch their ticket. But the Vegas Golden Knights do not miss. They beat the Winnipeg Jets 4 to 1. Uh Jets are eliminated. Vegas moves on to round 2. Uh Vegas wins that series 4 to 1. Uh let's check in with Jets head coach Rick Bonus. Let's see. Let's get a vibe check from from Bones here. Overall thoughts, I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts. Um, okay, so <laughs> Rick Bonus, he's disgusted. He's not happy. <laughs> disappointed and disgusted right now. That's the like clippy, grabby part where you hear that and you're just like, oh my gosh. But then you kind of listen to the rest and it's it's the we've got a world class goaltender that can match up against anybody. Uh, we've got two centermen that that we think we can match up against anybody. We got wingers. We've got guys in the blue line. Like the Jets on paper should have been better. And and yeah, sorry, that was the Shevel Day of quote from after the trade deadline. That was the the contrast of the Shevel Day of quote saying we've mm-hmm. got great this, we've got great that. Uh, contrasted with the disappointment and, and disgust after their their loss, and yeah, it just shows they probably should be better than they showed. Like on paper, they're not a bad team, but the results just haven't been there. Yeah, and that's the team's general manager talking about a roster that he built, right? Of course, on some level, these every player because Shovel Dayoff has been there since the start. Every guy is a Shovel Dayoff guy in one way or another. So of course, he's going to have some level of you know some level of uh of of attachment to these guys um which is part of the problem <laughs> when having having a general manager of a team who who who's been around for 
15 years, it feels like at this point. And, and you know, to to what end? But the problem, I think, with that statement in, in the, the biggest the biggest issue that I think is wrapped up in there, it takes the tone of stuff you see more often from fans, which is like, man, if everything about this team goes perfectly, like, like we're going to have a chance. If every player is as good as they possibly can be, like, like we like we're we'll really be working with something here, and that's not how it works. That's not that's not how anything works. That's not how hockey seasons work. That's not how playoff runs work. You yeah. can't just you can't just assume that Connor Hellebuck is going to be a Vesna caliber goaltender at all times, and you can't just assume that Mark Shifley is going to finally turn into a defensively responsible player when he's thirty. And you can't talk about Blake Wheeler like he's an elite winger when he hasn't been that for three he's years. And he's 36 or 37 years old now. And you can't ignore, you know, issues with players like Pierre-Luc Dubois or Nikolai Ehlers or Josh Morrissey, who was like a black hole, basically, in, in his own end until this season. Like you, Like, it's easy to see every single one of those players in the most positive light possible. That's something fans do. That's certainly something general managers do when when it when it you're talking about players who they've handpicked over the course of their career. I, I I get it. I get it why they're saying that, but it but it's not right. And it's not the right mindset to come and do a team building exercise with, right? Yeah. Where you're like, sure, you can say that about every single team. You can gas yeah. up any team in the league. And, and if you portray every player, every top end player in their in the most charitable light, every team's gonna look good. You could you could say it about if you know you talk about the Arizona Coyotes, you 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 can do that, right? We have we have an 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 elite an elite scorer in Clayton Keller and uh Carol Vomelka took some major steps forward this season. He, he's a he's a workhorse goaltender, and we like what we've seen from Connor Mackey, who's a, who's a player who's thrive when he's just kid. You can you can frame any shit team as positively as you want for public consumption, and it, and and it's and it's going to look that way. But mm-hmm. actually playing games and going up against you know another elite. Or quasi elite team in in the first in the first round there is a wholly different thing, yeah. And I think now more than anything, and maybe it took Rick Bonus. Maybe that's Rick Bonus's single biggest contribution to the Winnipeg Jets, right? Is being able to come in mm-hmm. from the outside and, ex- and and show these guys for 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 what they are and open some eyes in that organization, yeah. Mm-hmm. From the tip top, because at the end of the day, it ain't working. No, I think Shovel Day Off has been okay with the status quo for far too long and I wonder so I think one of the big takeaways from this Jets team is like how many all these players when it mattered the most basically dipped back into their bad habits from the Paul Maurice years Absolutely. right but it's like do we blame Paul Maurice for that or do we blame Kevin Chevaldeoff for that or do, you how blame, the GM... or, you, or do you blame Rick Bonus or do you blame the players? Like, like they're like I don't. Who yeah, knows? like how many coaches do players get? I mean, they had two basically, but how many chances do you get? Like, there's a lot of blame to go around, and I think what's interesting, and, and Marat said this very well too, is like this wasn't some one-off emotional explosion from Rick Bonus. This was no. the culmination of seeing the problems in that room with that team, addressing them at the beginning of the season. 
finding some success early in the season and then watching through February and down the stretch of the season, all those best habits that he thought he corrected Mm -hmm. backslide to where they were before and showing like maybe they weren't sufficiently addressed or maybe they were, these players just had to go back to their natural state, like (sighs) passing into traffic on, on a two on one or, you know, fanning on a shot taking a long shift, playing I, poorly I, defensively, I really like thought, all those. I, we we had Murat on and we were like, we were wrong. The Jets are amazing. Oh my no, God. I, I and definitely they really just, thought that Josh Morrissey's on, on ice shooting percentage was going to be 30 for the entire season. That sure. seems sustainable. Sure. A lot went wrong. Um, and it <laughs> seems point. like that one minute tirade was needed, as you said, because at the end of the day, if that's what wakes up management, if that's what wakes up ownership, that could be an important tipping point that finally leads to some action from this team. Winnipeg has only won one playoff round between its loss to Vegas in 2018 and the and the one right now. They've won once. So this, it just hasn't year, been good yeah, enough. In, and, in this, right. and now the Winnipeg Jets... like. They are actually, this is a an okay time for this to be happening, I guess, because th- this is a natural place for them to start moving yeah, on from end. certain players and making some changes. They have a number of guys whose contracts are up next summer. Um, so yeah, they're not walking in free agency, but we know you can start moving guys out the summer before. Um, yeah, you can Mark try. Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, Connor Hellebuck. Pierre-Luc Dubois' future is a question mark. Like, there's some, there's some big pieces. <laughs> is, there, is it really? Apparently, is Pierre-Luc, yeah. Is Pierre-Luc Dubois' future a question mark? I'm not like even going to bring up Montreal. Well, I just <laughs> did, but I'm not going to dive into it. So just I mean, kind this of is just, me. this is like they've 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 played out the string. They're yeah. at the they're at the they're at the end of the of the lifespan of this of this particular think- of this particular group. Like, the choice has been made. All, all damn near right. And this, the craziest part about all this is like, you think you think about the pivotal moments in the Jets organization over the last five years. Like, what have they been? They've been dust. It's been Dustin Bufflin, not randomly deciding to retire, right? But just like, so I mean, in a, in a sense, you know, caught everybody by surprise. They certainly weren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing. And then Paul Maurice pulling the plug. On himself in Winnipeg last yeah. se- last last season, that that also was a decision that would not have been made. <laughs> that was a decision that was made for management and for ownership. Yeah, but by, by, by Paul Maurice would right. still would still be coaching this team if if he didn't yeah. if and he didn't realize thought, wake up one day and realize like oh shit Mark Shifley's not listening to me anymore. Yeah, or whatever. and I think it's really interesting. Like we all thought last year was going to be the year with significant change because Mark Shifley saying at exit meeting media day like ah, I got to think about my future here. And the only thing that they did was bring in Rick Bonus and strip Blake Wheeler of the C. Those you were the can, sweeping changes. Mm-hmm. So. Let's see if that actually happens this summer. It probably should. I feel like, you know, Jets fans let us know in the comments, but I feel like most people would agree with that. Um, we good? Let's table the Winnipeg conversation and get to... <laughs> I just can't wait for them to bring back. It, it's going to be one last run for this team that's accomplished so much. Yeah, We get, we get one last bite at the apple next season. You know that's what's going to happen. 
that's going to be what happens if there's no market for any of the guys with one year left on their deal. Because that's Blake Wheeler is a UFA in 2024. Mark Shifley. You know, Nino Rider. Blake Wheeler in 2020 and <laughs> 2023. Like, no, thanks. I'll, I'll maybe wait and bring him in, you know, after the year for one sixth of his current cost or, or whatever Luke it is. Dubois is a restricted free agent. They're going to trade him, right? <laughs> Who do you think they'll trade him to? It'd be so funny if Montreal was like, oh, we're good. <laughs> we watched, we what, you know what? We watched that first round series. We're fine. You can keep them. We watched the, we oh, watched yeah. the last month of the season. Never mm-hmm. mind. I mean, he still scored 27 goals. We got him. We got to move on from the Jets. We're just going to sit here and dump on them for another fifteen. More I wasn't minutes. dumping on them. I think I was being really I constructive. I am. Yeah. Let's take they, a break. They annoy and then, me. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody annoys you. Like, yeah. what team have you ever been happy about? Uh, the two thousand nine Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a thought on, you know what, before we move on, do you have a thought on Vegas punching their ticket? It's just, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Like, Mark, Mark Stone's Mark, back. Mark Stone. He's great. We love Mark Stone. As um, we're seeing we're seeing God mode Mark yeah. Mark Stone. He's so much fun to watch. I we feel do like, love like, Mark Stone. He's just, the just if you watch a lot of hockey. He makes me smile. Yeah, it, if, if, if you... If you watch enough hockey to know what you're watching, like along the boards and just all, all the all the stuff he does, he's a blast. Good for Jack Eichel too. Yeah, Jacoby, <laughs> Jacoby Eichel. What was it that Ian said? Oh, it's because you were tweeting about Jimmy Butler, and I responded with Jimothy, and he said, "Bring this chemistry." I think that to fe- the that Friday like a, pod that felt like a dart for me, honestly. I was like, "Are you being rude?" Being a smartass. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone. People don't know that about Mendez. You smart ass. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back. I'd like to apologize to Ian Mendez. Uh, I think I went a little too far. No one's going to know what you actually called him because it's been, it's been, it's been deleted in post. But let's just Danielle, say. don't. Let's just say she crossed the line. Anyways, as we mentioned, this is um, for all my golf fans out there. This is moving day. Friday night, it's moving day on the PGA Tour. I know Friday is not moving day on PGA, but it is today in the National Hockey League. Four games. Sean's looking at me very confused. Do you know what moving day is? It's the day where like the leaderboard moves around a lot. Where everything shuffles. I I get it. Why are you looking at me funny? Because I called it the PGA Tour? No. It's the day before the final round. It's Saturday. See how far into golf analysis we're going to get here. Well, I can tell you that when you talked about how Brooks Kepka wasn't going to be allowed to play at the Masters a couple weeks ago, (laughs) you were very wrong about that. Uh, uh, Did you even watch Full Swing? No. I didn't watch the the F1 show either. 
Well, I don't care about that. I was talking about golf. Anyways. I mean, it's, it's the same. Fun it's fact. My dad had his pro card. And he made me read a golf etiquette book before he let me on the golf course. That's very funny. <laughs> well, because he took me on the golf course once and I took the cart and drove around and I got in trouble. Um, yeah, that seems like it'd be frowned upon now. Yeah, I didn't have my driver's <laughs> license, just kind of took the cart and left. And he, because he said, like, bring the cart around the corner. And I went way too far. <laughs> He's like, where are you going? Anyways, <clears throat> doing donuts on the greens and yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever Southern Ontario public course you guys were on. Yeah, uh, Wild Winds Golf Course there you go. in Rockwood, Ontario. Anyways, let's table that because we got four elimination games in the NHL. Hurricanes, Islanders, that's game one, seven o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern. Bruins, Panthers, 7.30. Stars, Wild, 9.30. Kraken, Avs, 10. Look at all that sweet spacing out. Um, yeah, credit to the league's the league's killing it with the yeah. with the playoff game scheduling. It's uh, nice because apolo- I don't have to watch the intermissions. <laughs> totally, all apologies to people who are who are in the uh, central time zone who are really yeah. taking this one for the team. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, folks, but it's uh, it's it's better for us this way. Yeah, my life is better for it. So, <laughs> um. Canes are up three to two. Bruins up three to two. Stars up three to two. Kraken baby up three yeah. to two. Let's just go through these. Who do we yeah. think moves on? Who do we think is forcing a game seven? Let's maybe start with Bruins Panthers actually because Matthew Kachuk, the Rat King, <laughs> Rat spelt backwards is star. Let's go. You're just like Heart reading. Trophy you're just finalist. like reading shit from your meme folder now. <laughs> yeah. I got thousands of memes on here. Thousands. I pay for extra iCloud storage just for my raccoon memes. (laughs) Um, Anyways, you really killed my flow there. I was really vibing on the Matthew Kachuk thing. Anyways, he gets the OT winner. Paul Maurice goes on a... You know, he's a expletive, expletive, expletive gamer. Uh, he really changed his tune after calling, basically calling Matthew a piece of crap a couple of years ago in the bubble for the Mark Shifley thing. I know we just like kind of dragged Paul Maurice a little bit, maybe maybe <laughs> in, indirectly uh, for, for what's gone on in, in Winnipeg. That right there, that press conference performance is... Example A of how that dude has lasted as long as yeah. he has and why he's why he's been a, a an NHL coach for half of his life at this yeah. point is he can turn a phrase he's funny he can sure. he can he can turn it on and be super congenial and media friendly whenever he wants to cuz that that line gold That's yeah post game press you know what gold. let's roll the clip let's roll the clip <laughs> that guy is a and then you put a long string of profanity gamer is is he not a gamer like I had to tell me how many times he did that in Calgary to us in Winnipeg. Drive me crazy. How he could just out of nowhere pull a puck. So I don't know. There's what seven hundred guys in the league. Six hundred and forty of them jam that thing as fast as they can at the net and lose it, and he pulls it across. Right? He's got. He's just a gamer. Matthew Kachuk is a gamer. He gets the OT winner to force the team uh, to game six back in Florida. Again, that's tonight. And then, you know, how teams do the, like, here's the hat or the belt. They have the pucks 
from the game winner in Florida. I don't know if you've seen the post game videos. It's kind of cool. The guy who's like the player of the game in the room gets the gets a puck. And then they have like a thing that mm-hmm. shows all the pucks all the way up to a Stanley Cup. It's kind of corny, but kind of cool at the same time. Kachuk gets the cup, gets the puck, excuse me, not the cup. Matthew Kachuk gets the puck and he goes in the room and said like, you know, remember this room, boys, we're going to be back for game seven. So if you believe in Matthew Kachuk, if you are part of... I was trying to think of like a funny fan club name, like Luke's Troops. Yeah. But I almost said Maddie's Patties. <laughs> that is a hamburger restaurant. Okay. If you believe in Matthew Kachuk, if you're a Rat King worshiper, maybe you think that the Florida Panthers are going to force a game seven against the Bruins. We've really what gotten do you a, think, Sean? We've really gotten the full Matthew Kachuk experience in this. Oh my god! In, in this series, right? This is him at the top of his register. He <laughs> this is, is being uh, such like the the I had the and this is the thing. Three days ago, I think it was three days ago when he did the cross check on Garnet Hathaway. I was like, man, you know what? He's really hard to defend sometimes. Like I go on air all the time and talk about how Kachuk should be a hard trophy finalist. And then he goes and does something stupid like that. And I'm like, God damn it. Like I got to tone it down in the Kachuk thing. And then he goes and scores that goal. And I'm like, yes, he's Lin- the king. Linus Allmark wanted a piece. Like think of, think of all the things, all the things that we've seen from him in the last, in the last week or, or, or 10 days. The cross, the cross, the, the cross checking stuff after the whistle, which the second time he did it was legitimately funny because it was clear that he was just like, "I'm gonna do it, this again, doing it. I'm doing it again." Yeah, yeah. Uh, annoying Linus Allmark to the point that he <laughs> he wanted to go after him. He's out there. He's out there scoring goals. You know, going through through the legs at at, at one point in in this in this series. Like this is the Matthew Kachuk experience, right? This totally. is this is as good as it gets for him. And he's totally. Clearly, from the start, from the very jump, from when Boston Boston wins Game One, he is he has plotted out his own arc. <laughs> he has set his own narrative for this yeah. for this series, really from the start of it, where he's like, "No, that's fine, you guys. Like, I like I, I know you don't expect to see us back here. That's fine. Like, blah, 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 blah. and that's and that's been the tone that he's had, yep. you know, throughout throughout all of it. Do I think it's going to work in the sense that? You know where it's it, to the tune of the Panthers advancing. Like no, no, no. They're gonna make it fun though. That's kind of what we've they already, already said, have. right? They already have. Yeah. If this series ends tonight, right? It's gonna have been. It's gonna have been a success. Just because. Totally. Just because of. Uh, all you can ask, and I think this kind of goes really to this extends to every series except for maybe uh, Winnipeg. Vegas for obvious reasons that one just didn't it didn't grab me. Eh. We, we got eight first round series. Seven of the eight in one way or another have been have been compelling and it's and it's because of stuff like Kachuk, you know, a you know, doing all the on ice stuff that that makes him a special player, that makes him a hard caliber caliber player. But also he might be the best showman we have in the league. Cuz he get cuz because he gets it, he knows exactly what he's doing. Like I said, he, he's he's got an like an arc yeah. that he's created for himself and his team in, in in this series, and he plays it up and he has fun with it, and he has dragged that series in in its own way 
to a higher degree of watchability, I think, than than maybe we would have anticipated. Uh, I see. See, I disagree with that because when we were talking about this series, I said I think the Bruins are going to win, but I think the Panthers are going to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's because I, of Kachuk. Let's get back to the original question. <laughs> do the Panthers force a game seven or do the Bruins move on tonight? Uh, I'll, I'll say the Bruins move on tonight, but but Linus Olmark or Jeremy Swayman, I guess. I, I right. guess we'll see. Because they completely abandoned their goalie rotation, right? And yeah. they just kind of started riding Linus Allmark. He mm-hmm. got, like, there was no question about it. Sergei Bobrovsky was the better goalie in game five. 44 <laughs> saves mean, on 47 yeah. shots, I believe. Bobrovsky was great, but he wouldn't have had, he, he didn't need to be that great to be the best goalie in that game, right? Yeah. Sure, because Allmark was just fine. He let in f- three goals on 25 shots. Even before the catastrophic mistake that he made when he when he played the puck behind yeah. the net on on the on the game winner he had been he had been he had been very questionable right so you gotta wonder you gotta Do wonder we see what Jeremy Swayman I mean it worked during the regular season and also when that's when that's assist and this, this is why going going to the Wild series when everyone lost their mind because you know Dean Evason started. <laughs> Started Mark yeah. Andre Fleury in game two. Bad call, hundred sure. percent. Should not. Should not. There's have a done time it, and a place for goalie rotation. Yeah, but you can see the logic because that's what those guys were totally. used to. Goalies are creatures of habit. You go through the course of an entire season playing one way, dividing the labor one way. If you're going to switch up, you better be sure it's going to work. Right. Totally. In the last game, there I understandably had seen people saying like, should Swayman maybe start this one? And it, and then Allmark came out and, and did what he did. So game six is going to be interesting because if they lose, then then that, that's a whole that's a whole other yep. whole other can of worms. But it's going to be interesting. Oh, this just came in. Ryan Lomberg is out for the series for the Panthers. He's been a relevant. He's been a relevant yep. player for them. So he he's done for the series. David Krejci. There hasn't really been an update from Bruins yet on the status of guys like David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron. Obviously, we know that Bergeron made his series debut in game five, and he scores a big goal for the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins were the better team for most of that one. Mm -hmm. It's just Bobrovsky was the better goalie, so I really don't have that many concerns about the Bruins moving on. Uh, Bergeron scores in his return. David Krejci didn't play, uh, but he is traveling. So Krejci traveled to Florida. We'll see mm-hmm. if there's an update by the time we're done. Um, David Pasternak's probably the big other one to talk about here. Again, I think we both agree that the Bruins are gonna gonna move on, whether that's tonight or after seven games. But David Pasternak, who I I think I voted to be the Consmite Trophy winner, untimely Me too. Me slump, too. untimely slump from everybody's favorite fashion mm-hmm. star he needs to shoot the puck more that's what is that's what his problem is he knows it he said it after after that game against florida i think jim montgomery said it like he's got to just shoot his way out of this which is a wild thing to say about david Pasternak, who's <laughs> you know never shown much shown much uh hes- hesitance to, to to shoot the puck but it, but it's true you know he's got he, in he hasn't been bad either. Like he scored no, twice. No. He's led the Bruins in five on five shots. He's led them in, indi- in individual scoring chances. But it's not the level of, you know, chance gathering. It's not the level of of production dominance of of, of dominance that that we that we saw from him. And that's you know, if the if the Bruins are going to be the Bruins, 
if they're going to be the 65-win regular season juggernaut that, that we all saw. Pasternak being not just good, but outstanding, heart caliber, mm-hmm. you know, 60-goal capable, basically, is a big part of that. In what he hasn't been terrible, but he also hasn't been as good as they need him to be to to be, you know. And that's and that's a big part of the reason. That's a big part of the reason that that we're talking about, you know, can they close out Florida in, in, in six or or whatever? Because yeah, he's been he's been good, but not great. Yep. Um, the depth on the Bruins is just wild. They were up three one in the series without mm-hmm. Bergeron or Krejci. And it's just you look on the wings and usually that that would just completely torpedo a team. But when you've got Tyler Bertuzzi, David Pasternak, Taylor Hall, Jake DeBrus, Brad Marchand on your wings, mm-hmm. throw a Nick Felino in there. Throw him a bone. That forward Those depth. are your top nine wingers. Those are that, just your wingers. That Bruins forward depth, what Paul Maurice has done, what 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 he's what he's chosen to do has been basically to match up Barkov against Brad Marchand. Like wh- yes. whatever whatever their lines end up being, he's sending Barkov out there against yeah. Marshawn, and Marshawn's line is winning the battle, not just neutralizing, you know, a selkie caliber center or a big time point producer in, yeah. in in Alexander Barkov. He's he's beating he's beating it handily. Yeah. So that that is almost the most remarkable part of what yeah. fl- of of the of Florida finding a way to get this done they've had a they've had a goalie change and they've gotten nearly nothing from the Barkov line mm-hmm. to the point it's where and Sam Bennett yep sorry Brand- Flames fans Brandon, that sucks Br- Brandon Montour yeah <laughs> totally Kachuk and Sam Bennett and, and wonder and a what little, they could little twist yeah. of Sam Reinhardt too yeah um all right I think the it's kind of the year of the road team. Road teams are 25 and 15 in the playoffs so far. That's the most road wins through 40 games in any NHL postseason. Wow. Yeah. I, I hadn't, that's crazy. I, I just saw that from Sportsnet. Hmm. Wild. Never so I think I'm going to go with the Bruins on the road today. So let's move on to the next one. Bruins are moving on. There isn't going to be a game seven, Matthew. I'm sorry. But I wouldn't <laughs> hate it if there is. Um, can the Hurricanes Islander series end? I would I would prefer that to end tonight. Yeah. <laughs> People have See this is this is what I'm saying though. This and this brings me back to what I said about to, to what I said about Kachuk and I, and I and I know you and I know you think I'm wrong here. Not every 6 game series is created equal. And it some What do you mean? Why I'm not I didn't say you're wrong there. No, I mean well when when I was like the, he's No, I said the it I said you were wrong when it said it's been more fun than expected. I said it was going to be fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like it, it's it, Matthew Kachuk ratting around and talking shit after games. Like that adds something that makes us yeah. look forward to these to, to these games more than we would and more than we are in say Kane's Island, Kane's Islanders, which feels like it's been over for three days, even though even though it's not. Totally right. I agree with that. Not every six game series is created equal. Totally. Every single one of these series is different that we're going to talk about. Right? We might have an, we might have another goalie thing going on here too, in that in that series. It seems like Freddie Anderson's going to draw back in Ooh. for Carolina, which is well, Ronta's really good at home. This game is in it's on Long Island, mm-hmm. so save Ronta for a home game in case there's a game seven, or just test out Freddie Anderson. Test him out, see what happens. I think. I think Rod Brindamore realizes that, you know, 
at some point, at some point, you're going to have to play someone else. God bless Antiranta, right? But he's been a backup goaltender for a few years now. I don't know if that dude is, you know, I, I wouldn't bet on him being able to hold the every other day workload of the of the uh, of the NHL playoff schedule. I think he realizes that he needs Freddie Anderson, you know, ready and and tuned up a bit. You know, if if, totally. if this is going to keep rolling for him, so that's totally. that's interesting. Yep, we can keep this one close. I think we mm-hmm. both think that the Canes are gonna are gonna win tonight. Canes are gonna move on. That's our prediction. Let's stamp it in there. I'll um, sa- I'll say that, but every single Islanders game, you got to say it. So Sorokin can steal it. He can steal it for sure. Yeah, totally. But I'm also not one of the ones who thought that the Islanders were gonna upset. You got it. The other guys need to need to hold up their end of the bargain, right? And that and that hasn't happened, yeah, in any real way for for Sorokin too. So yeah, I'm 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 with you there. What was it like? Bo Horvat finally scored on the power play in Game Five, and everyone's like, "Oh, I thought this was gonna be a thing sooner." Guys <laughs> might might want to try scoring an even strength goal every now every now and then. Yeah. All right. A star is wild. Joe Pavelski was skating yesterday. I saw that. Very. Very interesting and happy to see it. Honestly, like you don't want to see an old guy, an old guy get concussed in round one and have that be that. Yeah. Um. This this is the the whole thing is trending so hard for Dallas that it that it makes me almost hesitant to to pick them. You know what I mean? Explain. Like, I just I feel like everything's everything's breaking their way. You know they've they've been. They've been stronger pretty much across the board despite not having Pavelski because of guys like Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan and Wyatt and Wyatt Johnson and, and these guys mm-hmm. and, and it's perfect from 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 a narrative standpoint. This is like yeah. perfect because they're they're on the verge of winning a first round series based, you know, I I know I know Rupa Hintz had a had a unreal. He's game. been unbelievable He's been, this whole first round. Unreal. He is stepping up huge. But they're they're about they're about to get this done with in a series where the big line got broken up because of injury. Where Jake Ottinger, until he got to Minnesota, until he got that first start in Minnesota, had been shaky. You know, he like, was unbelievable in Game One. He was fine. Game One was like a goalie battle. Game and then game two and three was whatever. This isn't okay. Here's here's what I'll here's what I'll say. Here's here's the better way to put this. Yeah. This is not Calgary. I'm just saying Fl- I disagree. That's this is not Flame series. Jake Ottinger, right? Sure. In, in the narrative with the stars for so games, much. You of, were right. Games two and three were sub 900 save percentage. Three goals and four goals against. But game one he faced almost 50 shots. So sure, he lost. It's okay. But yeah, in double <laughs> overtime. Anyways, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. This series has been about the stars showing that they're more than the top line, and they're totally. more than and they're more than playoff Ottinger. Well, that was the whole reason why people like me and you, I think. Actually, I think you picked Minnesota. I picked Dallas to win this series because they're not just a one line hockey team anymore, right? And that was the thing about last year's Dallas Stars. It's a one line team. This is the point you're making. Like I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were a one-line team. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, not very effective. They didn't have enough depth. Sure, they had Miro Heiskanen 
on the blue line, but there just wasn't enough there. If it wasn't Joe Pavelski getting a big goal against the Flames or Jake Ottinger Mm -hmm. making 55 saves or whatever it was that he did that was unbelievable last year, um, it wouldn't have been a seven-game series. Like The Flames were the better team for most of it, but the Stars had Joe Pavelski and Jake Ottinger. But now, yeah, they've got more than one line. They've got more than one guy who can step up on any given night. I mean, they still kind of need some more from Jason Robertson and they're still mm-hmm. leading this series three to two. Totally. And Tyler Sagan's been on that top line. Um, he's showing that he can, you know, fill in different holes and different roles in that lineup. Guys are stepping up. Rupa Hintz, again, has been excellent. Unreal. Four and, goals, four goals, three primary assists, four yeah. secondary assists for, for Rupa the, Hintz. The hat trick he scored was a shorthanded goal, a power play goal, and an even strength goal. Mm-hmm. But you got you got you got Sagan with four goals. You got yeah. Dodonov with three goals. Jamie Ben scoring at big moments. Glenn, ben Glendenning, Mason yeah. Marchman has a goal. Ty Delandria has a goal. Like these, like yeah. there's you know we're They're seeing uh, up and down the lineup. Quali- yeah, we're seeing quality quality minutes from yep. from the from that from that entire group, which is and then you know, and then we're seeing Jake Ottinger lock it down. Right, he's mm-hmm. allowed two goals in the last two starts. Shut out in game five. Only what two goals. Two goals against in game four. Mm-hmm. He's playing great. So game six, it's in Minnesota. Stars are up three to two. Who moves on? Or do we see I, this going seven? I want to pick. I, I pick this to go seven at the start. So I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with that because I, I want to see. <laughs> I want to see a game seven. And I feel like this is kind of our. I got to pick it somewhere. But that's that's purely that's, pure, that's purely that's and then purely I freak out. You know, you personally freak out. Uh, yeah, I can't. I will have no stakes in a game, and I'm just like scared. How many points does, does Kirill Kaprizov have in the series? By the way, is this a guessing game, in or your, do you want in, me to look it up? In your opinion, <laughs> <laughs> guess, <laughs> guess. Four. No. Two. Guess again. No. Cam okay, looking it up. He's got one. Oh. One point. Oh. One goal. Is that bad? He's got as many goals as Sam Steele, as many goals <laughs> as Marcus as Marcus Foligno, as many goals as John Klingberg in, in the series for the for the Minnesota Wild. That seems bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ryan Hartman's been like the man. It's so funny that like that like one of the big storylines. I'm saying this as someone who I think wrote it maybe for the for this for the series previews like this is great robertson versus kaprizov these are like two you know two s tier wingers in the league and robertson he's been he's been fine kaprizov's been on a milk carton from a, from a production standpoint milk brother. carton that's rude the russo army's gonna get you they're probably not happy with them right now they're they're a yeah. finicky bunch <laughs> yeah <laughs> Erickson Eck not being available. Like he's played one game. That's got to hurt them. Obviously, Boldy is not scoring a hat trick a game. <laughs> <laughs> I I do I do appreciate uh, Minnesota's attempt to win a playoff series without a first or second line center. I mean, like that takes that <laughs> takes guts. It takes it yeah. takes something special, and they're closer to getting it done than they should be. I've liked Brock Faber. I will say the the. The diving love, block in love, game one. I, love, I was like, I "Who love, is this kid? this kid? Holy shit!" I uh, I did a um, 
he was he was on the Olympic team. He was he was on the men's Olympic team, right? Because I, because I, you know obviously no one no NHL players that whole that yeah. whole thing was was bizarre. For they sure. did a uh, Minnesota did a press conference with Matthew Nyes and Brock Faber after they were announced. And I had I had known I had heard Brock Faber's name. I had known that he was a legit prospect. You know, this is when he was still still part of the Kings organization. When he showed up on the Zoom, I was like, "What is this? <laughs> is this like my friend's little brother or something? Yeah. Like, like what? Like what is this? He's he's the most <laughs> unassuming. He's got the big black frame glasses. He just sure. looks like he just looks like you know a nice boy. He looks like yeah. He looks like exactly nice neighborhood like boy. A hundred percent. So it's fun to see him fun to see stuff work out for him because he seems like I love everything about it I love I love the I love the the shot of him celebrating in the stands last year after after yeah after he's up cold yeah it's fun now he's playing look at him go um Joe Smith and Mike Russo had a story on the athletic today five reasons the wild are on the brink from stars to special Mm -hmm. teams and they kind of the lead is I mean, I don't think Russo would write something like this if there maybe wasn't something going on. It's like Kaprizov is in the longest point drought of his career, likely playing banged up and feeling the pressure as his team faces elimination in game six. Yep. Is this going to be a big Kaprizov game because he's been so, like, meh? (sighs) Is he going to be able to put the team on his back? There was also a story about how Marcus Foligno wants to go from the villain to the hero, so look out for Marcus Foligno, big Big, big game from Marcus Foligno. We'll see. No bullshit from Marcus <laughs> uh-huh. Foligno tonight. It's easier um, easier said than done, I think. For, yeah. For the Wild do need a boost from Kaprizov if they're going to make this a seven-game series. Their special teams need to be better as well. I think that's another big thing. <laughs> what they said specifically was that the special teams stink. Subscribe for more. That's Russo. I, I love that. <laughs> and yeah, Erickson, Erickson X absence. I feel really smart because I just pulled this story up and I already said that. So I, I love that. I love that for me. And Ryan Hartman, thing, Sam Steele, like Freddie Goudreau. Like hey, God, bl- hey, God, bl- God bless these dudes. We know what we're talking about. With the God bless you. Uh-huh. <laughs> we love these. I love Freddie Goudreau. Freddie Goudreau is a solid NHL player. Yeah, he's he one, of on the the many, one of the many, one of the many relevant bottom six players who Ron Hexel in just segment three. In segment three, we are going to build our bottom six for the Penguins oh based on Penguins retreads that are currently in the playoffs right now. We'll see about that. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, final game. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will say also the Pete DeBoer thing is real. Uh, the DeBoer like, bump? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much so. I feel like I use this stat all the time, but that guy just brings his team deep into the playoffs his first year. Guys he did it sp- in Vegas, San Jose, New Jersey. Yeah, well, we don't need to talk about that part. Uh-huh. First two years, round three or Stanley Cup final. Book it. Dallas Stars win in six. Let's go. Wow. Um, Seattle Kraken. My my Seattle Kraken. Yeah. They're up three this to is, two. This is some this is playing some, uh, on home ice. I'm feeling vindicated. Vind- vindication. Yeah. Insert Captain Holt. Vindication. <laughs> that, the Kraken are up three to two. Yeah, cracking up three to two. 
they can kick out the Stanley Cup champions in game six tonight at Climate Pledge. How shocked are you by this? That was one of the, for, I, had to, I had to force myself to not just, basically, I think I might have even tweeted about this. I, did, right I had to force myself to not make jokes about, about the abs, about the abs beating the Kraken in three or whatever. Because <laughs> I just, I just, conv- I just convinced myself that the top of the lineup for Colorado, meaning Nathan McKinnon and Cole McCarr, Cole McCarr, Nathan, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, and Miko Ren, and we're going to be enough to do it by themselves. And that clearly, yeah. clearly, clearly has been wrong. That series has has way more juice than I thought it would. It's been fun to watch. And a particularly remarkable thing that's gone on here is that the Kraken have gotten this far despite getting like kind of next to nothing from Matt from Matty Beneers and Jared McCann, who's, who's who's obviously hurt but was not producing even even before McCarr uh, knocked him out of the lineup. The guys at the top of Seattle's roster with the oomph per 60, you know, you got Jared McCann scoring. Yeah, I know it sucks. You got Jared McCann scoring 40 goals. You got Matty Beneers, you know, bringing true, like, elite two-way talent. On and on and on. Those guys have been maybe not Fine. irrelevant, but, but close enough. It's been yeah. it's been Yanni Gord, and it's mm-hmm. been Morgan Geeky, and it's been, you know, contributions from truly the the depth players in that lineup. And we said it, we said it before, we said it a million times. They've had 13 players, I think, that scored 13 goals or more. Yep. That's le- that's legit that's wild depth, even even mm-hmm. though even though the top end isn't there. And those guys have come through in a big way. And here they are. It, it, they could advance tonight. I love yep. it. I was wrong as hell, but I love yeah. it. It's awesome. Jaden Schwartz has been excellent. Two goals, five points through five games. Justin Schultz, five points. Yanni Gord is like the perfect playoff player. I mean, we already knew this based mm-hmm. on his track record with, with Tampa Bay. Sure. You know, one of the big things that people are talking about with the with the Devil series is, you know, Andre Palat. Mm-hmm. I mean, his stats speak volumes, but like Yanni Gord's, Yanni Gord might not score as much as Andre Palat does, but he is. Those guys, those guys know what those guys valuable. know what they're doing, they and know he what knows what doing. to do against a guy like Nathan McKinnon when he's matched uh-huh. up against the Avs top line. And then what happens when you can, at the very least, just minimize the damage that McKinnon and Rantanen can do? Then you have like I could tell you who's on the Kraken's fourth line right now, the third line. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could tell you that I know everything about the bottom six in Colorado right now. Totally. Alex New- Newhook, Dennis Mulgan. Eh. And then you've got like Daniel Sprong and Brandon Tanev in Seattle. Like Tolvanen. Like there's Tolvanen. Leg- Tolvanen has been unbelievable. He's like, that guy has just found sucks money. For the, it's so is, funny. It is sucks so for the funny mm-hmm. <laughs> to see him. For year for years since the since the Preds draft him, it was like okay, they need to find a place for this guy because he's got an elite yeah. shot. He might not be that great at other stuff, but he's got like an elite NHL skill set. Maybe figure out some some uh, like a, a spot for him. Mm-hmm. And he got and he got some extended run. He had points in Nashville where it looked like he knew what he was doing, but then they wait then they waved him. Yeah, in a year I mean, that, and and of course he ends up whatever. Yeah, he would have been. I mean, 
but he, he was on pace. He was on pace if he would have played a full season with Nashville to be a, like a twenty-five totally. goal guy or something. Like for God's yeah. sake. And and you're talking about Morgan Geeky coming up big. He's the fourth line center. Yeah, right. He's shooting at forty percent clip right now. <laughs> Good for him. But I what, love he's it. got five shots on goal. He scored twice. Like that's it's great. <laughs> You gotta, like sustainable you gotta watch as hell. out. Shoot you gotta more, watch out Morgan for those. Geeky. You gotta watch out for those Morgan <laughs> geeky heaters, man. They'll they'll kill you. Shoot we haven't, more, even bro. we haven't we haven't mentioned our boy Grubauer yet. God bless him. Revenge series. <laughs> Big Phil, whose name I still can't spell. Did, did, did have we talked about that? No. I, I've misspelled Philip Grubauer's first name probably five hundred times over the course of my career. Uh-huh. It's one L one L two P's, and I just can't. You can't do I, it. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. See, this is going to make people think that you hate the Kraken even more. Should we address that? Why do you hate the Kraken? I'm not even going to make you address that. I do think it's just, it, it's not Sean's fault that we don't have a Kraken beat writer. Yeah, I, it is. There's a weird, <laughs> there, there's like a weird, some kind of weird things taking hold where it's like, I like, Sean doesn't like the Kraken. I, I love, I love them. I wish I was at these games. Like, I, 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 I would have loved to have gone to. Do you see the gifts that they're giving to media? God damn it. Yeah. Send me one via mail. I mean that 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 cracking rum. Sucks, I don't like but rum, but whatever. <laughs> it's not good. But but still, it's some it's something. I'm a Dave Hackstall fan. He's done a good job this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> was that? it just because he was nice to me when I was in Seattle? Maybe. Oh sure. <laughs> oh sure. But no, I mean like Gr- Grubauer. You know, he's yeah. Uh, stole game one, and he's been he's been pretty solid. Pretty solid, uh, just on balance here. Yeah, we love it. Guy was the worst goalie in the league by a country mile. Ugh, so bad, and now he's and now he's one game away from knocking off from knocking off the champs. We yep. love it. This is what hockey's about. This is why we like watching this shit. It's fun. Yeah, it's great. I don't know if it's going to be harder for Seattle to beat the Avs with Kale McCarr back. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I thought one game was not enough for Kale McCarr suspension personally because of the fact that he didn't get the game misconduct. Like I thought if he would have gotten the boot in that game, then one game was fair. I think a one game suspension for that is superstar treatment a little bit. It is. It is. But I'm glad he's back because I love watching Kale McCarr. But now it's going to be very, very difficult for the Kraken without Jared McCann to beat Colorado with Kale McCarr back. As like I've been that's t- the trade off that's sure. happening right now. Ty Cartier, awesome, super great story. Scores in his NHL debut, comes out of Coachella Valley. He's on the top line. He's next man up for Jared McCann. It's awesome story. Not mm-hmm. great heading into Game Six that Jared McCann is still out and Kale McCarr is back, but it's fine. What are you gonna do? This is fun. This gonna be a fun. It is night. fun. I think so. I'm excited. I think I'm going to get chicken wings. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> wings twist and fries. My, twist my arm, why don't you? Wings and fries. Wings and fries. Maybe a milkshake for a sweet treat oh, later. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'd like to have diarrhea. Wing, Sean! Wings, wings and a milkshake. <laughs> don't say that. What? Ew. Grow up. That's disgusting. Grow up. People have bodies, Haley. Sometimes those bodies betray us. If we eat wings and milkshakes, just the way of the world. The LA Kings still don't play because the goddamn basketball. 
Kings don't play until Saturday night. I, that this series, was, series is like out of sight, out of mind. Bring like, it back. I was I was loving this one. Hello? The flow's been completely, completely disrupted on, on this. Yeah. Um, like the Devils, Rangers, Leafs, Lightning, Game 6 are Saturday night, and so is Kings, Oilers. The last time the Kings and Oilers played was... Tuesday, uh, March fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the St. Patrick's Day parade was was, was 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 Royce around the corner. Yeah, Tuesday to Saturday, wild. That's so. A joke. Anyways, whatever. That's okay. another big. Mm-hmm. So basically, we've got a big weekend: Friday, Saturday, wings and fries and milkshakes, and we'll see if there's game sevens on Sunday and Monday. Um, do you have a thought on Devils Rangers? Quick. Um, Gerard Gallant's last stand. Let's see. Arthur Staple was implying it pretty heavily after the, after uh, the the result coming out of coming out of Game Five. Can't blame him. That team looks lost. <laughs> All of a sudden, you got Mika Zibanejad who's, who's creating chances, but not he can't hit water from a boat. And Artemi Panarin looks looks. Uh, Did you see the picture of that sad kid wearing a loaf of bread on his head or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Staring sucks, dude. Thousand thousand yards stare. <laughs> I was gonna tweet it, and then I was like, you know what? If that Just was leave, my leave kid, this, I wouldn't watch. Yeah, I was go. like, you know I'm, what? I'm, He's having I a am, rough day. I'm strong anti tweeting photos of of, of kids. In, in, I know. In, 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 in I was like, this seems a little creepy. Actually, I'm not gonna or tweet other people. A picture That's a very of baby. I, I don't. I don't. I don't tweet anybody's face ever. Okay. Because I'm moral like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just shit post about people. It's fine. You blur out their faces. <laughs> um, it was just a couple days ago we're talking about how overmatched the Devils looked against the Rangers, right? Their inexperience contrasted so starkly with the older Rangers, blah, blah. No. I don't think yeah. it was an experience thing. The Devils just played poorly and now they're playing well. And I don't even, I think there's things that the Rangers aren't doing well enough, but part of me just thinks that the Devils are playing their game now, no? Is that an oversimplification? I think the Rangers at times look like Did a team. Did that make any sense? Devil's playing good. <laughs> no, you, you just sound like a coach or something. Devils, the Devils have really gotten to their game. We didn't, <laughs> They're we didn't, skating fast and scoring goals. We didn't, we and didn't the Rangers the right, can't do anything today. about it. A little too much vol- volatility in our execution. It's Mike Sullivan. Um, yeah, I mean, how much credit do we want to give the Rangers for last year? For what? Uh, last year. Like, good on them for beating a third-string goalie. A series of backup goalies on, on on their way to it. Like, it's overblown. That's why I picked the Devils in the first place. I picked Devils in six. Because of that bruise it's, I had on my leg in, that was shaped like New Jersey. So let play. me just tell a story. Think, let me I tell you something. Devils, let me tell devils. you something. You've already talked about this and we need to go. Let That's me tell you we, something. We're an hour nine in. The bruise at first, I wondered if it meant that the Devils were going to win. And then when they lost the first two, I thought, maybe this just means Devils pain. And now I think it means Devils in six. We're back to Devils in six. Okay. <laughs> Do you, do you want Gerard Gallant to lose his job? Is that, is that what this is? I mean, no. I want Arthur Staple to have to cover a goalie search. Uh, goalie search. Damn it. I want Arthur Staple oh, 
to finish covering the playoffs and immediately jump into a head coaching oh, search because Arthur's I think gonna, Arthur would something be so tells me happy. Arthur's going to have to alter some plans if he has to if he has to cover a cover a coach search. Oh, brother, Poor Arthur, we love All it. Right, it's going to be a fun weekend. Are we done today? We're done. Great. All right. Yep. It's going to be a super fun weekend. Um, lots of potential game sevens coming up lots of teams getting kicked out of the playoffs coming up lots of chicken wings and pizza Uh, and milkshakes toilet's gonna melt that's disgusting (laughs) get call a plumber all right i'm ending the show like why would you even do that (laughs) people don't need to know you that way You're a podcast host. You don't go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) If you aren't an athletic subscriber, you can join us at theathletic.com slash hockey show to get an annual subscription for $2 a month for 12 months. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Hopefully, I guess not hopefully, we will be talking about the second round by then. So can't wait. We'll see who's there. 